Hey, here's the thing that has happened, and I think I should find a way to put put it on check. The thing that has happened to me is that, I mean, at least during the pandemic, especially it's like with the impact of the pandemic on my psychological well-being, is that part of the thing was also that I always idolize comedians and is that there's never a topic that you can't joke about and there's never a bad time to joke about it. Yeah, it's it's largely in how well you can write and how well you can deliver. Yes. And if you have a chance to put out a joke, you should always do it. And I mean, that's what I my thing is. And I was pretty happy about it. But then I realized that it can rub people the wrong way because not everybody have the same mentality. Luckily, my girlfriend does. But we were at a funeral. Mm-hmm. And it's not a great joke and not anything. It's just that the niece is a little girl saw the grandma's ghost and she was like talking to the grandma's ghost right in the prayer room like like she was talking to thin air right and we were like who are you talking to and she said i'm talking to grandma she said like oh grandma's just wanted to see my toys and she's wearing pearl necklace and a black dress and mm-hmm. pretty much what what she wore in the coffin and she saw that, and I heard, and I, and my girlfriend was talking about it. We were all there, like, and I just whispered, "I know who we can call." <laughs> that's a hard, that's a harmless joke. I, I feel like, I feel like you made a pop culture reference from the eighties, uh, in a in a very in a very like relevant situation. Maybe maybe not appropriate, but. <laughs> I will give many, many points for relevancy and timing. Yeah, that 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 yes. was the thing. It was so perfect that I couldn't resist. Like, like it was like a perfect puzzle piece, missing puzzle piece in a perfect scene. You just place it in; it fits. It doesn't even struggle. My girlfriend, bless her heart, uh, like I love her for the fact that she has like even the same sense of humor as I do. So she gets it. She never like gets outraged or any shit like that. She laughed, but at the same time, she her eyes was like. Really, like, really, <laughs> like you have to, like, like now, right? really, now. now? <laughs> I'm look. I'm just surprised. I'm just surprised. No one mentioned about men. No one mentioned that grandma had a pearl necklace around her neck. That um, was a, that was way too much of an easy joke. That was I know, a, I know, I know. <laughs> it was like I saw her in a I coffin mean, and she had pearl necklace, and I, I swear to <laughs> you, <laughs> you had. Your own ghost had to come out of your body and go, no, no, just <laughs> doing the chop chop notion on your neck. Just no, 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 not now. <laughs> Don't you fucking do or that. They'll have, to do, they'll have to have another funeral within the funeral <laughs> if I do this fucking joke. I know you want to. I know. I understand that you want to do this. But don't. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. You had to coffee up. anand this shit to yourself. Like, I this honestly- is not the time for conflict. Oh my god. But this this is okay. This is okay. I mean, at least you at least you told yourself no. My friend recently she shared me an image of a dude that was having a chat with another friend. And this dude, he shared a story of a girl with Down syndrome who started a, a cookie company. Yeah. Right. And then he commented, Oh look, brownies with downies. And <laughs> I was like, dear God, why would you share this? Why would you share this message with me? And I was like, this is not okay. Milverating his friend who said it was also not okay. And then he said, I went to the website and disabled the cookies. And I was like, <laughs> I was like it's only getting worse. <laughs> Please stop talking. <laughs> Please stop. Why did you, what my friend, this was a, a screenshot of somebody else's chat. My my friend shared this with me. And I was like, why? <laughs> I'm laughing. I got like nine laughing emojis with my why, but it's still why. And then I, I told her that I have this line um, where I where I talk to my mother in this very posh British accent because that was a thing that I did with my mother when I was very small. And it was in a, a joke about, you know, Kama Sutra's phys- uh, positions for fat people. Uh-huh. And 
because my mother gave me a, a copy of the Kama Sutra to read when I was like 14. I didn't know what the hell to do with it. I'm like, okay, right? I, I, I made I have to study. Apparently, my mom said it'll get you a girlfriend. Okay. Um, this is her idea of sex education. Learn snake climbs the tree. And <laughs> the pretzel. Fold her. And the pretzel. pretzel. Actually, in, in India, they call it the muruku. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it gives you, <laughs> it allows you to balance out your chakra by eating your own asshole, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Okay. Okay. But I use this posh accent and it's a, such a stupid situation. So I describe my myself using a posh British accent with my mother as less Downton Abbey, more Downton syndrome. And and uh, I'm going straight to hell. I uh, I know. I'm going straight to hell. Downton Abbey more like Downton Downton syndrome. Yeah. Inappropriate comedian instinct is basically what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's actually the thing is, mo any laugh I've like the laughs that I remember the most in my life are basically the laughs that I shouldn't be laughing in that moment, but I am laughing. Yeah, actually. And the thing is, it's so much more enjoyable when you're laughing in a moment that you clearly shouldn't be laughing. Oh yeah, it's like. It's horrific. You shouldn't do it and don't do it. And but I've came to a conclusion that I have to keep that on in check and not throw it out. Uh, no, no. Can't whip it out in public. Yeah, 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 you can't whip it out in public. Yeah, you have to kind of maintain a like if you want to have a career, for God's sake, you better fucking make an effort to put up a front at least. Yeah, and, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. If anybody wants to lift the lid, then that's their problem. <laughs> yeah. Just so if they want, if somebody wants to peek within my darkness, it's like that's their problem. But it's like I've came to a realization that I'm in, <laughs> I'm an inherently dark person. <laughs> so and I'm not mean oh, black. No, we're, <laughs> so, I mean, no, no, we're all broken as shit. Let's be real. <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. It's like you realize, like, oh, you know, that, that's what come being like. That's the difference between a comedian and a and a psychopath, sociopath. Is that a comedian jokes about black bashing your brains and then laughs about it? A sociopath actually does it. It's, I mean, there is there is a certain sort of limitation here. There's this old there is this old post about people with autism. Uh, yeah. about a dude with autism who said that he once laughed at a funeral and when and everybody thought he was just a psychopath and then when they asked him why did you laugh at the funeral what he what actually happened was he saw that the person in the coffin was dead and then realized that he was not dead and he laughed because he was relieved that he wasn't dead wow that's very to actually be, interesting and i was like you when they say neuroatypical, they really mean it. Like the the track of mind that leads you to a certain conclusion is completely different. And honestly, I feel like there is this weird sort of parallel between how a comedian works and how people who are neurodivergent work in the sense that we 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 choose to take this weird path as a means to just either protect ourselves or comfort themselves from un Un, unpalatable truths because yeah because the other option is to just grieve and feel miserable and it, yeah i think it would be i think it would be a lot better is that to essentially go in the most empathetic way possible cheer up guys at least you're not that dude that's yeah that's what i've realized is that there's like especially like the more and more it like piles on i've realized it's like it's it, it is a an attempt from the comedian side to completely avoid unpleasantness. Yes, and uh, even to put it in a grander term, put it in the grander term would be to avoid to laugh in the face of the misery of life. Yes, because it's like yeah, it's fucking fucked up, isn't it? But hey, just ah, I forgot the name of this comedian. She uh, she's this. Um, brunette Jewish lady who was on Joe Rogan two weeks ago. That, 
Dude, that's all of them. What are you yeah, talking brunette. about? Yeah. Br- a blonde <laughs> Jewish brunette. brunette. No, comedian. not hot. She's old. <laughs> that's all of them. <laughs> yeah, brunette that's still and all Jewish. Of them. I think that's the 91st. <laughs> she she was, was on Joe Jewish Rogan. Jewish brunette comedian on Joe Rogan. <laughs> that's, that's all of them. Anyway. She was on Joe Thanks Rogan. Thanks for playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. She uh, was in a show with Bert Kreischer. They were saying, I think it was called Cooking with Comedians, where co- three uh. comedians are basically like, cook- Bert Kreischer is cooking, and the other two comedians are there, and they're all chatting about. And yes. she said she was talking about the time she was raped with her friends. Oh dear, okay. And she okay. said and actually she was date raped and she was talking about her date rape experience with her friends. And at the end of her speech she says my friends looked at me and say I think I, let's just say let's call her Nancy. Nancy, you weren't date raped. You were raped. And she said we spend the next 3 hours just laughing about this. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Why are you putting a garnish on your sexual assault? This is not necessary. <laughs> because it's like, no, if it's like, if it's date rape, it's like, maybe it's like it's somebody that you know and somebody who's like being, yeah. like, got you to a certain point. But she realized that her case wasn't that date rape, but it was an actual rape. And it was like yeah. years later, suddenly her friend broke that to her. But instead of like what you would see, normal people would actually behave towards this is that they would like, see it as more traumatic and like maybe just like empathetic toward it they their form of empathy actually comes from the fact that i'll laugh about it as much as i can yeah because what what else can you do honestly um you know we we you talked about um talked about the whole like johnny depp and amber heard situation in the last episode Right, and there was this interesting reaction that Johnny Depp had had to uh, to Amber Heard uh, apparently shitting the bed. Yeah, and he just laughed. Yeah, because because what else can you do? <laughs> he just chuckled. He was like, "Okay, <laughs> okay, well, that was completely left of center, asshole. I think um, I think I'll just laugh and walk away. <laughs> God damn. Okay, I guess I guess my marriage is over." Can you imagine if you went to like the lawyer or the marriage counselor or your therapist? And said, How did you know that your marriage was over? Was it? Well, oh, she shut the bed. <laughs> she shut the bed. No, no. She shut the bed. Oh, in what way? No, no. This is not a metaphor. She literally <laughs> took a big, hot, steamy deuce on my on my Egyptian linen sheets. Um, <laughs> Right on my height, on my one thousand trick and count, uh, linen sheets. You know, one thread for every one thread for every for every level of stank that this woman dropped on my sheets. I don't know what she was trying to do. Maybe because she figured it was Egyptian cotton or Egyptian linen. That she was trying to mummify that sheet. I, I don't know. <laughs> trying to mummify the poo. Because <laughs> that's what you do. You take linen, you wrap it around stuff that's already dead. Yeah. You know? but just give it as an offering to the Pharaoh. Just, yeah, yeah. What the fuck? I give, thee, I give unto thee, mighty Osiris, <laughs> the remnants of my relationship. The deuce. <laughs> the deuce. Deuce X machina. <laughs> the Dusrex Machina. Yes, yeah. Almighty Osiris, take yes. thine sacrifice. Yes. To you. <laughs> Just <laughs> and and put it upon the scales and <laughs> put it upon the scales. Weigh it with the with the with the feather of truth, so that I might so that I might also take so that I might also uh, follow in the wisdom of Rick of Rick and Morty, Rick Sanchez, and take mighty deuces in. In the field of reeds. Man. I don't. Uh, what the, well, yeah. That, my question is that how long did she thought about that before she actually did it? 
Motherfucker, you think there's thinking involved? I genuinely want to know if this bitch was like had a moment that went like, maybe this isn't such a good idea, but another part of her brain was like, yeah, actually, go ahead, do it. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I, I know it's it's a metaphor. It's a, it's a it's a figure of speech, right? To shit the bed. Yeah, but I, I did not think that you're supposed to do it literally. I did uh, not. If you tell me, hey, uh, when I don't know if you remember Drive Angry. Remember Nicolas Cage movie Drive Angry? I, I never watched it. I just assumed that's what Nicolas Cage does all the time. <laughs> Drive Angry. <laughs> yeah. It was a documentary. <laughs> it was a vlog. It was just a series of vlogs. <laughs> He, if you tell me the girl who's that hot blonde sitting next to Nick Cage is going to be squatting over Johnny Depp's bed, <laughs> squatting over Johnny Depp's bed 10 years from now and taking a shit on it, I'll be like telling you to go fuck yourself. That's crazy. This blonde, look at her. She's beautiful. She's perfect. She's stunning. I mean, for God's sake. But... Oh. Then you realize the bag of crazy that she has, and you're like, what the fuck did this bitch thought? Like, honest to God. And I, I like, yeah, in the last episode that I did was, I was just going like, this is a very primal uh, instinct that pretty much came out of her, because the relationship was over, she knew it was over, and her way of it was to kind of turn into an animal, in a sense, and basically take a shit on the bed like what an animal would do as a remnant of the relationship I mean she probably has some peanuts I I wish it was just peanuts um I because the way how she she described it was that the dogs did it yeah right. and the way that Johnny Depp described it it was that it was a <laughs> It was a, it was far larger than what two Yorkies would be able to produce. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what I understood from that is that she dropped a good, like a good log on it. I don't know if it's log or if it was liquid form. She took some prunes before it. I don't know. I mean, I, we're, we're speculating onto the nature of the poop, which I'm sure is a great use of people's time listening to this. <laughs> Uh, but <laughs> I, I feel like what's really important is that by shitting on the bed, um, Amber Heard uh, has given, has done more justice for the for the cause of women's into into um, of women's uh, Ig uh, Ig health, gastrointestinal health, than. Um, then that yogurt ad that what's that actress's name? Jamie Curtis, Jamie Lee Curtis, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. The yogurt ad. Okay. I, I put it to you that Amber Heard by shitting on those sheets has done more to destigmatize the idea of women pooping healthily than Jamie Lee Curtis did on those yogurt ads. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's, Every I think people say it's gross, but like, yes, women poop. This is good. Let's destigmatize <laughs> women pooping. At the forefront you know? of that shit would be Sylvester Stallone. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know if yeah, you, there was too cool. It's a very good poo. It's I do poo. a lot of protein powder. I don't yeah. poop that good. I like yeah. it natural. I like it. Maybe I some. No, there were two hookers that actually wrote a book about Sylvester Stallone paying them to shit on a glass table while he's on their oh, oh, that old chestnut. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a thing that, uh, you know, it's like the it's the deep dark fetish of the average Japanese businessman abroad. Apparently, I don't know. <laughs> oh man, uh, who found out about that? <laughs> what I want to know is what I know. What I want to know is right. Considering the last podcast episodes that we've had, can Amber Heard make her sheet poop an NFT? 
That's what I thought actually. Can he take shit? <laughs> like Johnny Depp can easily yeah. make money by selling that picture as an NFT right now. Like he can pay off his entire court processing right now. Yeah. So it's hot topic, he, dude. Yeah, it's it, trending. Here's what I think. Instead of a, instead of an NFT, you you take a, an analog photo of it because Depp's a hipster. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. Uh, take an analog black and white photo of it, and it is uh, uh, under limited print. You yeah. make one copy, and you burn the negatives. Oh, make it really scarce. Oh. Make it very scarce, yeah. So yes. you've got one copy of that picture, right? Jeez. And then you label it something very, very ro- uh, relevant, like uh, Amber the marriage. Turk. Or Amber Turd. Dude, yes. they changed her name on the IMDb yesterday to Amber Turd. So if you oh. search Amber Heard, her IMDb page mm-hmm. would come up by saying Amber Turd. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Johnny Depp, it, I, if he does, I don't know if he can sell evidence right now, but it's like, if he does do that, like, wow, how awesome would that be? Or you could get really clever and instead, till death do us part, you say, till cheeks do us part. Yes. <laughs> Tell cheeks to us, part. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, um, apparently, what happened was, I've been doing a little pre- preliminary research on the case. Deb never actually got into the, the room. Somebody called him up and said, so, so your wifey took a deuce on the sheets. Um, probably not the best time to go. And, and then he just left. And then he left. Yeah. And I was like, this is a weird night. Yeah. <laughs> She's but on I her just period. Wanna... <laughs> or, I mean, <laughs> it's that time of the month. If that is what comes out of you during your period, you need to see a doctor. Um, <laughs> it's that time of the month. We shouldn't go back. It's that, it's that time of the month. Uh, what, what type of the month? I don't know. Every full moon, she turns into a werewolf. It takes a... Takes a lichen shit on the sheets. I a don't lichen know to tell you. shit, indeed. Yeah, <laughs> a lichen shit after a lichen eat a lot of humans and prunes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. fucking diarrhea. Why is why is there bones in this turd? Um, <laughs> wow, the, she did that and then said it's a practical joke, like. Even Jack, like, well, no, I, I think that, like, I was going to say, even Jackass people don't do it. But then I re- remember Jackass 3D, where they pretty much shit in the camera. And I realized I that's, mean, a, that's a stretch. She can actually be in next Jackass film. I mean, let's see. Uh, and she thought Jackass that Johnny would be okay with it. That's the funny part, isn't it? I mean... I don't think the jackass people would the jackass crew seems to be more concerned with with like just seriously injuring themselves more than anything else. Yeah. But uh but I think Ashton Kutcher might do this. Why Ashton, Ashton Kutcher Like if anybody was gonna shit shit on somebody's sheets in order to in order to punk somebody, it would be Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> Why would you or say maybe, that? or because his whole shtick is basically just outraging people with his pranks, right? Oh, so that yeah, I totally forgot about his fucking uh, entire shtick with the punk thing. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah, yeah, yeah I forgot yeah. about the punk shit he used to do. Mm, yeah, or I don't know, or maybe one of the dudes from Lonely Island, maybe. No, I, for for one reason, for one reason, because Andy Samberg has a line in um, "Like a Boss" where he talks about shitting on Deborah's desk. Yeah. It's yeah. I mean, he advocates about it in the in the thing. True. He, you know, you do a bunch of coke and then you chop your own dick off, and then you fly into the sun. And then you're dead. Somewhere you get a blow a blowjob from a fish. You shit on Debra's desk. It's a, shit on Debra's desk. It's just if anybody suck gonna, a dude's dick. Yeah, yeah. 
man, that guy. Um, that here's is the, uh, here's the thing. Yeah. Like right now, hmm, I think we are very we are very fixated on this shit. Yeah, we've been talking about this shit for quite a while now. Because <laughs> she's done more shit than that. Right now, she's right now. Amber Heard is basically in the pit of a pickle with the Australian government now. Oh, yeah. Because I don't know if you remember, a couple of years ago, they had an issue with the uh, bringing two 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 dogs to Australia, and yes, and then they had to them write. In. Yeah, yeah, they and they to wanted write, to euthanize they make a public it. apology. Yeah, 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 yeah make yeah, the that. public apology and all that. Blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turns out Johnny Depp wasn't involved in that really, and actually he was against bringing the dogs. Amber Heard did it anyway without his knowledge, and then was trying to put the blame on her assistant. Oh, and is, her assistant that, didn't. An assistant that actually uh, spoke against her in a court and told her like, "This mm-hmm. bitch is crazy." Right, and then uh, while the assistant wasn't doing it she threatened the job of one of the other employees as so he takes the blame he took the blame but eventually retracted what he said because he said i was afraid of losing my job and uh australia is currently looking at evidence that um see her what kind of exactly the depths of her misconduct and uh, her lies and to basically and they said it can actually go up to 10 years of prison and I think America does extradite prisoners to Australia. I only have one question. Does this dog also, do these dogs also step on a bee? <laughs> My dog stepped on a bee. Step on a bee. <laughs> <laughs> that bitch started a TikTok trend. One of the funniest fucking things ever. Yeah. Or singing to him. Mm. My dog stepped on a D. Weird face. I I wear a I wear a uh, a tie a tie dye face. Um, my my cat has fleas face. <laughs> Not enough peanuts in my mochi face. <laughs> it was like, thanks to uh, thanks to Amber Heard, all of TikTok is 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 uh, generating procedurally the next set of lyrics for the next Red Hot Chili Peppers song. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> got a sequel to the uh, Californication Part 2. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's like, I'm really looking forward to see what will happen tomorrow with her because it's like, it's honestly, it's like, uh, well, Johnny Depp has to supposed to take the stand tomorrow. Oh no, 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 no! She's it's not Johnny Depp that's supposed to take the stand. She's gonna go on cross examination tomorrow. Right? Yes. No, she is. Um, and I wonder uh, if they can get her to crack because Johnny Depp's team were like came out guns fucking blazing against uh, with the all the objections that they did toward her and her team. Apparently, apparently she. She already did take the stand? I'm not quite sure, though. She took the stand, Uh but I don't know if she went through cross-examination. I don't think she did. I see. Yeah, because I was doing some research, there's this YouTube uh, YouTuber who's like a lawyer who's registered in D.C. and and, uh, California, I think. And her her channel is called Legal Bites. And on the Day 14 recap, you can check it out if you want to. Her personal opinion about Heard's testimony is that the more she talks, the less credible she seems from a from a factual standpoint. And it could be because there was a bunch of interruptions involved. Uh, Depp's de- defense is quite is quite uh, stringent with regards to you know hearsays, having, and yeah, leading yeah, questions. Whatnot. Well, not leading questions because they haven't gone to cross examination yet. Also, the standard for uh, the standard for testimony is not as high as this is a civil case, but uh, it's very interesting to note that an actual lawyer is hearing uh, heard and saying the more she talks, it's less credible uh, because she goes into a lot of detail about, you know, about this, the, 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 the past abuse. Yeah. Yeah. 
how dirty the carpet was. Yes, that was one thing. Actually, an interesting cross-examination. Of the cro- it wasn't like a court cross-examination. It was an examina- cross-comparison uh, video with what the psychologist that was supposed to evaluate Amber Heard mm. said and what she was saying. So they said that the, the, the lady basically said, People with her personality disorder would spend more time describing the environment rather than the facts. And they cut to Amber uh, Heard. She's spending more time describing the environment than the facts. And it's very interesting. Yeah. Because she has two fucking personality disorders, two different. One mm-hmm. is called historic personality disorder. Histrionic. Yeah. Histrionic. Sorry. Shit. Historic. <laughs> mm. She no, a, historic she's personality a historic disorder. one, that's for sure. Historic personality disorders when you think you're Jane Austen. It's slightly different. Or if you if you like Bridgerton way too much. Um histrionic <laughs> personality person, histrionic personality disorder, from what I know it, is uh, essentially a, it's kind of like narcissism, except rather it's it's about the need to be in the uh the need to be the center of attention. Yeah. Right. So it, basically the world sort of revolves around you and the second it doesn't, you, your ego basically collapses because there's no one to externally verify you. Um, it can lead to th- it's mood swings and, you know, uh, and abusive behavior, obviously, because of said mood swings. Uh, at this point, we're basically speculating, though, but truth be told, um, if you are, if if you have a, a a high pressure job and you're doing a bunch of wine and drugs, um, mushrooms, wine, know, coke, uh, MDMA, MDMA, um, yeah, which you loved. Uh, w- if these symptoms were latent before, or you know, in the background before, they'll be brought to the surface now. Yeah, and. Especially I, with a drug, get, especially with MDMA specifically, because it's it has a direct impact on your emotional uh, capacity and emotional re- receptors, like how you feel towards others and how you pick up on other senses. Everybody who's done MDMA speaks about the fact that when they take MDMA, they become hyper aware of everybody else's emotions and become hyper aware right. of their own emotions. Hmm. So they can. It's sense. very good for. Yeah. Yeah. For. It's very good for in a nice controlled environment. MDMA is actually very good uh, for bonding. Yeah. Um, the late great uh, comedian, oh, what's his name? Big fat dude from the south. Um, Big fat dude from the south. Uh, Ralphie May. Ralphie May. So one of the he had a bit about doing MDMA at a gay wedding. Uh-huh. Um. <laughs> and, and he mentioned so they had yeah two different kinds of MDMA one one to bring you up and one to bring you down and he said it was like the best you know he's a good old boy from the south and he would be a bit uptight about being around gay people uh, but it was one of the nicest weddings he'd ever been uh, because MDMA's were basically the the starter and the dessert for the meal at the wedding and it it made him euphoric and it would make him bond with other people. And at that point, everybody was just like making out with everybody else. And at no point did anybody try to make out with him. Which well, she felt left you know, out. The, <laughs> number one, it, it makes you feel he he felt left out. And number two, but at the very least, I'm not, I'm, I don't have too many homophobic concerns <laughs> about gays trying to fuck me or whatever. Like I know I'm safe, right? Uh, it's it's good for that sort of thing, but um, it's dosage dependent, right? And if you're taking drugs with alcohol at the same time, the absorption rate is much higher. And at that point, there's no there's no controlling the rate of the MDMA that you're putting inside your body. Exactly. Mm. So she's like on all these kinds of drugs, and she's trying to like fucking. She has these personality disorders, and I, I, I think I don't remember. I don't. I don't think I sat through 
what their family uh, i think they went to a family therapist this old old skank who was like talking about their uh their couple's issues i think she was like she had a very abusive childhood herself yeah i mean you're talking about artistic people with substance abuse problems safe to say that their childhoods were very traumatic traumatic yeah and they probably bonded over this as well which is perhaps not the healthiest thing to do on top of the substance abuse problems on top of the careers that they had so i don't know uh, it, this this relationship was not meant to last um no for even for as long as it did honestly it giant uh, at one point said it's, it felt like i'm dating my mom as fucked up as that sounds and actually when he said that i was like yeah that's pretty much what's happened with him because he he himself said it in the court and i was like yeah that i think because of the kind of a life that they have that we gravitated toward people who were be as abusive as their mother especially like if your mother is the person who's going to abuse you um children will tend to like either be gravitated towards the exact same scenario and or try to be go direct opposite of it or try to break out of a cycle of it which is a far less likely scenario in the whole case and uh for her um, i don't there isn't much about that uh, i know her family were very concerned in general and were kind of aware of her situation there were texts with johnny depp after the divorce and that the amber heard's mom really loves johnny depp and really apologize for what Amber is doing and said that it's the lawyer's fault. Amber doesn't know. But either way, that kind of a cycle that this guy like put himself through by dating Amber Heard kind of fed into his trauma of the past. And now he's, well, it finally boiled out to the surface and now he has to fucking pay the consequences of it. Mm-hmm. Um. The the YouTuber that I was mentioning, uh, whose whose channel is Legal Bites, had a very interesting, had a very put pointed out a very interesting detail. She said that, um, she said in her testimony that she was the one who asked for the prenup, which was a yeah. bit weird, because uh, she had nothing to protect, right? So what is she protecting? They say that it might have been a you know, it might have been a legal thing that she was concerned about. Johnny said no, but she insisted. I'm not quite sure what that was uh, was about. The, but the prenup that mentioned, I remember, was because Johnny Depp asked her for a prenup. Mm-hmm. Asked her to sign a prenup because he's Johnny Depp and she's Amber Heard. And uh, she said, fuck no. And she kept dragging on the prenup situation and was kind of a bit, big concern to her. To the point that it wasn't even like even if she did sign the prenup, it wouldn't count in the California law, I think. So Johnny Depp sent a lawyer with a postnuptial agreement, to which she also again was pissed and didn't want to do it. So she coming out and say, "I was the one who asked for a prenup," is to clear her name in regards to what exactly happened and uh, the fact that she was the one and Johnny and she said that Johnny Depp was the one who tore the fucking prenup and said if you ever ask me that again I'll fucking do this and that and blah 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 this is a very strange thing because she all of this backstory was left out from from what I could tell in in her in her uh, testimony in court now my the sources, I don't have too many because I wasn't paying attention to the news so much, was that she asked for this prenup, now you're giving me some backstory. But it's very interesting to note that she made, she mentioned that she was the one who asked for the prenup. And for somebody like me, who's just a casual observer of this, it doesn't really make any sense. Now, yeah, there was a PR, there was a PR expert that was, uh, that was mentioned in this, um, article i can't remember what it's called but anyway um he said that generally speaking it's kind of a garish thing for everybody to obsess over this and take sides because from what from what we can tell from what his opinion is none of these people are particularly um innocent with regards to how much abuse was being made 
right? That's his opinion. However, it is very telling that, um, oh, I forget my train of thought. My, my point is, my point is that the, the, the retelling of the, of the story is that, uh, ah, this, my, my brain short circuited. It, it, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I, I lost my train of thought. Yeah. It's okay. Come back to you in a sec. Yeah. But this is, um, there, the reason that people take sides is there's multiple reasons to that. And for mm-hmm. one being is that it did seem rather greatly unjust, especially considering that Johnny Depp lost everything in many senses. Like we couldn't see a film that he did that we, for God's sake, he, I mean, he did got paid well for it, but he got fired on the third Fantastic Beasts film. And he got paid $10 million and he got fired and he had, they paid him in the full, actually. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, uh, is the fact that in a place like Hollywood, uh, where stigma like this is going to like fuck you up big time, people couldn't help but to take sides because they could see something that was overly fishy. And they could see that, yeah, of course, there's a cycle of, there's mutual abuse in that relationship. But is the person who's instigating the abuse isn't Johnny Depp, it is Amber Heard. The the relationship could have been fine. I mean, Johnny Depp could have been the happiest married man in the Hollywood if she was sane. But the thing is that that was clear from the get-go. The thing that kind of also saved Johnny Depp in many ways is that everybody around the Hollywood was talking about how she's not really sane. She's more insane. I think what's really telling the, it was the thought that escaped me was that Miss Heard hasn't exactly made it easy for her in court because her testimony on the stand has been sort of long and rambling and essentially been a, uh, uh, a, a mini bio of all the things that happened from the, from the, beginning of a relationship all throughout the various abuse abuse allegations and you know and, and she didn't uh, do a good job in the testimonies in any sort of way no no it's, it, was, it was too long yeah being too long is one thing being inauthentic is another because she's changing face from a crying face to a straight face very quickly you can clearly see there's no tears and she's like constantly mm. looking at the jury, jury trying to like make a, make an impression on them. So you can see that there is something in rather greatly inauthentic coming off of it. I mean, like there was a TikTok video recently that came out. It was like a, a Johnny Depp walks to walk, gets up to walk out. Basically, she just kind of and she Amber Heard stalls in their seat a little bit. I think to be honest with you, it seemed like she kind of was waiting for him to get up. And then she gets off and suddenly like she holds her chest and walks backward and looks in horror at Johnny as if like Johnny wants to walk toward her because the exit is right on the right hand side of the the stand. Mm -hmm. That's where the exit is. And she kind of stalls getting off the stand to get, get to her table. But so Johnny Depp wants to walk towards the exit and she suddenly is like, oh, and we're like, what the, that's, like, I, you need, you need to be blind to not see fucking trauma, not not see, not, not see trauma, sorry, not see the inauthenticity in the act that you put up there. Well, I'm very, very, I'm very, very careful about how I dr- of how I uh, judge other people's body language, right? Because context is very important, and I'm very careful about fundamental attribution errors with regards mm. to how we judge people. But here, here's one thing that's very interesting to me. So far, in as far as his exes were concerned, no one has reported him being abusive physically. No, right. He he is a he is a voracious drunk, and he has done quite the few drugs, because he's this interesting combination of movie star and rock star. Yeah, and 
that's possibly the highest combination you could possibly be. So no one is really that surprised. But what's very interesting is between Vanessa Paradis and um, uh, uh, Winona Ryder and all of these Kate other Moss. people, Kate Moss, they don't ever report Depp being abusive. Yeah. Like not, not in the way that Amber, Amber Heard was. And I thought that was very telling, right? Because in, in the absence of like concrete proof, of of uh, of a person's character, right? Which is kind of what the whole trial is about. Um, you look to you look to history and see, you know, if there's any pattern, and there's not much of a pattern here. Yeah. So the, the question has to arise: Why now? Right. Actually, Amber Heard was apparently uh, arrested for hitting his ex, her ex. Mm, yeah. That's something that has came out now. And uh, recently, uh, in a one of, in the last day of the court, Amber Heard was talking about the time that Johnny Depp shoved her, shoved her sister, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she mentions Kate Moss, and because mm-hmm. there was a rumor that Johnny Depp pushed Kate Moss down the stairs, a rumor that she basically said that's bullshit. I mean, Kate Moss right. herself said that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, someone who's actually notoriously. Uh, uh, known for her private life. Like nobody knows what the fuck Kate Moss is really up to aside herself. Right. And uh, like she spoke about it. So by mentioning, they said like, and you, when she mentions Kate Moss, she's because she says like, she pushed my sister and I immediately thought Kate Moss and the stairs. So I went and punched Johnny in the face, some shit like that. And you see the mm-hmm. lawyer just throws his fist up and looks at the people behind him. They mm-hmm. and they were analyzing it. There was they were talking about she by mentioning Johnny Depp's ex now actually allows has actually allowed that chapter to open up and allow Johnny's exes and her exes to be a cross examined in the regards to the relationship as well. Right. So yeah, yeah, now you're now you're opening up past president, right? Which is a bad move if you're Amber Heard's defense because history doesn't seem to be doesn't seem to you know aside with the with the with the narrative of Johnny Depp being being physically abusive yeah the at only, the very least the only person who actually from his exes and doesn't mm-hmm. she doesn't entirely count as an ex um mm-hmm. I, I, the way Johnny Depp basically puts it is that uh, is uh, uh Ellen Barkin yeah, who is uh, who is going to stand? Um, yeah, who is going to stand witness? Uh, who, she for, actually stood witness in the British court as well against yeah. Johnny Depp. This bitch hates him, and she actually said that she initially, allegedly, Johnny Depp has thrown a wine bottle at her head. Right. But in the court statement, it turns out that Johnny didn't throw a wine bottle at her head, the way she put it. Okay. Right. Okay. And Johnny Depp has came out and said that the reason that she's hating it is the fact that they were doing fear and loathing in Las Vegas and mm-hmm. she wanted to be in a full-time relationship and not just fucky-fucky. He didn't want to be in a full relationship and she didn't take that well. Right. But she is actually here to support Amber Heard in that regard. And if she contradicts her British court statement, that's going to be interesting because apparently Johnny Depp did throw, apparently had thrown a wine bottle, but it wasn't at her. They were all talking about some shit and something had happened and he threw it at, the, at a wall and she was like, I don't know, 15 feet away from it, not, not, not even close to it. Well, from the videos, it seems that Johnny Depp gets destructive when he is drunk. But from what I can tell, he doesn't seem to throw anything at people. No. He just goes around and wrecks shit. Yeah. Which slams a cabinet or, I don't know, paints with his finger. Some shit like right. does finger painting or some shit. Yeah. He, he suddenly turns into Salvador Dali or something. Yeah. Um, well, how pretentious do have you have to be? Like, if I am have my finger cut off and my... Gla- yeah. And like my fiance has cut off my finger. The first thought wouldn't be like, oh, I'm going to write pieces of my memory about us 
on different parts of the house. She's <laughs> like, right. bitch, what the fuck are you talking about? Get to the hospital. Oh, no, I want to com- com- commemorate those memories. <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? How I mean, those, high and out is, of touch are you? He is very high and out of touch, let's be real, but that's the only way he... That's the only reason he can play all these weird characters, you know. It's on another on another subject. That's kind of that's kind of how we as you know fans and audience members sort of encourage this kind of behavior. Because on the one hand, we we condemn them for when they act crazy, but on the other, we kind of like watching these people melt down at, at their lowest ebb because we like to think that this is why they're so good at what they do and that's they're kind of harmful up. yeah and i think okay it's it's very obvious that uh that johnny depp is just walking around with a menagerie of demons in his head and they you know and terrible things happen because of and 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 due to all of the things um all all of the substance abuse that he does and amber is obviously very, very damaged in her own way, right? And these people trauma bond over certain things. But I think a takeaway that we got to think about is, are we as an, as an audience encouraging this shit? Because I'm, I'm concerned, right? Like Actually, we condemn them I'm, and I'm then we celebrate them. I'm going to go out of the and say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, we like it when they're, up and we love it even more when they come down when they crash when they, down oh yeah yeah people got their dicks hard when will smith crashed yeah like and then the same thing sort of happened then word you know word came out about how toxic jada pinkett smith was was apparently and and this man has tried his entire life to cultivate a very very friendly brand right and for it to sort of crack at the seams is something that oh he's just like he's just as fucked up as the rest of us are this makes us feel this this makes this is very relatable like people are very petty about this sort of thing and and we look at and then we start looking at jada pinkett smith and then we think about oh is she, has she has does she have something to do with this is she toxic is she just all smoke and mirrors? And at the end of the day, when you when you when you look at the situation, it just boils down to very, very powerful, very, very rich, very, very popular man who's six foot two and like two hundred something pounds, slapping across a comedian whose job it is to make jokes. Right? Yeah. And for me, and and it was like this. The the Academy Awards was very boring until we watched celebrities collapse at the seams. Then and I can't help. You can't help what? I can't help but wonder if after 2,000 years, we haven't really changed much since ancient Rome, but we enjoyed people murdering themselves in the gladiator ring. Not really. Yeah, actually, I agree with you 100% in regards to that. Mm. There... We haven't changed at all, as a matter of fact. The only thing that has improved is the smoke and mirrors. Is that yeah. we kind of like to fool ourselves into mm-hmm. thinking that we have changed and that we have higher morals and ideals. But if you mm-hmm. look at it in a grand scheme, and I don't want to like di- divert into politics, but just to like give a sprinkle of it, is the fact that like for God's sake is. Um, America attacks uh, Iraq and says it's for weapons of mass destruction. But then you realize that the oil fields of Iraq is already like going to be con- basically sucked up by, uh, what was his name, Dick Cheney and his fellas. And right. actually there was never any weapon of mass destruction. where They just went there because they wanted to, because it, it they got good money out of it. And right. that's what has changed. In es- essentially, like Genghis Khan didn't attack a city and said, hey, I'm here to save your life. He, uh, Genghis Khan attacked the city and said, hey, I'm going to rape and kill anybody. I like, how about that? 
And that's the the difference between Genghis Khan's brand and America's brand is that Genghis Khan was much more honest in, in terms of what he was after. Just he, he was, was also honest. a better administrator. Yeah. <laughs> that's he was a much that's better administrator. A hundred percent better administrator. So he there wasn't much of a bureaucracy also going on with him. He was much more of a it was much more a man of action. That has yeah. that's the thing that has changed. And the, the thing that has happened with the Hollywood in that sense is that is yeah, people do, I, I believe always that there were lazy people who looked at people who were at the top and really enjoyed seeing them crash. That oh that's always yeah. been there. The element that Hollywood and the modern world has is that it has Will Smith is practically presented as a god. Johnny Depp is presented as a god. Mm-hmm. They become your everyday thing. For God's sake, every magazine cover that you pick is has their picture on. They get yeah. they wear the best clothes. Everybody says I love you. Everybody loves them. Everything is handed to them. They're groomed, they're bright. Everything they say gets a laugh. And you're like, oh my God. And like Will Smith in particular, Johnny Depp, I, I won't go as much. Johnny Depp, is, I would say this regarding him, is he's a gypsy with a lot of money. That's what he is. Yeah, pretty much. His fan base um, is far different than Will Smith's fan base in the sense. The thing is, I know that the reason why he's decided to put this up on, on, on TV and have the recordings on is, is so that he can win public opinion, right? It doesn't matter if he loses at this point. Exactly. Because he, he has demonstrated to the public that he is not nearly as big a monster as, as his ex-wife is telling him, the world that he is. Because yeah. she's fired the first salvo with the op-end piece 2018, and he's trying to claw his reputation back one by one, regardless of whether he wins or lose. At the very least, he will gain back his reputation in some way or another because the justice for Johnny Depp hashtag has gone absolutely viral. Yeah, right. And uh, but removing Amber Heard from the Aquaman has passed 3 million signatures. Yeah, and now, you know, they're going to cut her not, it's, to 10 minutes. Right. And now they're going to, uh, WB is considering taking Johnny Depp back. Mm. Right. And it's a, and you can argue that. You can argue that this is all just a cynical marketing ploy, but at the end of the day, here's the thing: I don't even, even if that was true, I don't even think it's Johnny Depp's fault because we we created that market. Yeah, we said, yeah, this we don't care about truths or facts or logic at the end of the day. No, we just, we just, we just want a hero and a villain in real life as well as in our movies. And regardless of what actually happens, we're going to give our our money to the person we like. And 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 this is all we we already know this, but this is what I'm really getting at. At the end of the day, is is Johnny himself going to survive this when he realizes that, you know, even if I am a victim here. Does anybody believe me or do they just like me because I'm a celebrity? I can't help but wonder if he's thinking that at the back of his head. Because if he is a domestic abuse survivor and Amber Heard is just lying, that should be proof enough for anybody. But what's sad is that he has to perform in real life as he does in his movies. And at the back of his head, he's wondering, is this authentic? Did I really get them or did they just... Were they always on my like, side just because I'm Johnny Depp? Exactly. Like, does my pain actually matter, or is that, or am I just a, or am I just a dancing clown for you people to throw money at? And you know, you and I, we like comedy. We do comedy, and and it's very difficult to to figure out how how authentic are we being here? Nothing. And for me, that's authentic left in a sense yeah that's the that was the thing you see you mentioned something is like 
regardless of the truth, regardless of what happened, there is like no, there's no due process. There's no nothing. That's what happened with Johnny Depp as well. Is Amber Heard used the hype of Me Too movement and hashtag Me Too them, in a sense, with a with that op-ed. Nobody bad than an eye. No due process. Regardless of what the truth was, he was basically executed on the stand right there. Yeah. And he's been trying for the past few years to actually just get that back. Yeah. And it's never going to go anywhere for him in that sense because that, that, that's what the society now actually revolves around. It doesn't revolve around logic. It just revolves around, did I trend it? Did that trend? And this court right now is Johnny Depp's trending, just like it was for Amber Heard's op-ed that trended back then. Yeah. So that's how you're going to win. And yeah, you mentioned that the Johnny Depp is just doing that to get the public opinion. Yeah, actually, that's exactly what he wants is even if the jury come and say Johnny Depp is at fault here, mm-hmm. he will be all right with it because he knows that he basically showed what kind of a psycho she is. The tapes was the tapes and now itself were in incriminating enough. Mm. Regarding, yeah, no, that's, that's definitely true. Yeah, for fuck's sake, like she's taunting him or telling him like nobody's gonna believe you, all that crap. But there was this interesting take about how about domestic abuse in general. Like, the rest of us aren't Johnny Depp. No, and I don't know about you or me, but I know, in your case, if you told people that your your ex partner was abusive. Right. There's always going to be there's always going to be this sort of like is this dude just lying because you know it was a bad he was the one who was abusive. <laughs> yeah. No. Or it's just like is he just exaggerating and whatnot. And I've had friends who who were like this. Like I had a friend who dated a model, and at one point she scratched his face because he thought he was cheating on her. Now I know what you're thinking. Maybe he shouldn't have cheated, but. First of all, even if he was, maybe you shouldn't scratch a dude's face. And secondly, the reason why she thought he was cheating was because there was a woman in in a in a bedroom next to his, and the woman was his sister. But she didn't bother to wait for 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 an explanation. He just straight up started beating him, right? Mm-hmm. And it was funny because I remember this relationship. This was this this lady was a model. Okay. One of the most gorgeous women I've ever seen. And um, the relationship was initially quite wholesome. Like she was very sweet. Yeah. And he was just lucky. He just That's felt always very the case, fortunate. Isn't it? Yeah. Because here's the thing. I think at, at the call level, she was. Yeah. But the problem is, is that she had all of these terrible paranoias from past relationships where she was also abused. And she was probably doing a bunch of substances just to like calm down yeah. or cope with all of the, because with her incredibly busy schedule and the combination of the stress, the substances, um, the, the, the past traumas made her lash out quite violently towards my friend. And it was like every single day, he was just like borderline scared mm. of what she would do. Um, you know, and eventually when they broke up, her, her brother came into the picture momentarily to threaten him a little bit because he couldn't, under, he couldn't understand what, what her role in this, in this breakdown was. So, and my friend is not Johnny Depp. Yeah. So, I'd, so what protection does he have other than the fact that for the long time that we knew him, we we knew he wasn't a wife beater. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because he, because for all intents and purposes, uh, we know him as a humongous uh, a wuss, basically. Yeah. Like, ironically, after he got, because the, the only reason he got with his, with his girl is because he sort of worked on himself after he was cheated on. Oh shit! By his best friend, and the only, and we know he's a wuss because it took my my 
my brother and his friends to trick him into a false sense of security and beat the dude who who his girlfriend cheated on, <laughs> right? Like this is this is weird story. Like it is. So what happened? No. So what happened was this dude, okay, had a girlfriend and then found out that he that the the dude's girlfriend was cheating on everybody's like collection friends. So he was cheating on his best. He was being cheated on by his best friend. So what my brother did was there was this like argument between the best friend and my other friend. And uh, my brother decided to intervene by, by pretending to side with the best friend who was cheating. Ah. And, to, and then saying that I'll accompany you to the confrontation in this place. Right. And then what happened was my brother would walk alongside this dude. And when they got to the confrontation, my brother kept walking to the other side and turned around and said, uh, I think you got gut. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> wow. Then, yes. So, so they I, proceeded to beat the shit out of them. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> because we never saw him again. Yeah, of course. The thing is, the thing is, it was from this that we knew that this dude couldn't, this dude was not a fighter. Yeah. Right. He was not physical. He didn't know how to stand up for himself. So, so when he got into this relationship, we were very happy for him because number one, he's a dork. And number two, he somehow bagged a model by simply being a, a non-douche. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know what to tell you guys. Score. I guess it can happen. <laughs> yeah. It can happen, guys. Like if, it can happen. Like all you have to do is be a decent human being and maybe shower and maybe do something about your acne. And I guess you can bag a model girlfriend. It can happen, guys. You know? Believe in yourself. It happens once the, every hundred years. Yes. The The downside is, is that she's said crazy. Model girlfriend, she might be, you know, very damaged and she might take it out on you. Right. And then no one will yeah. believe you except for your friends because you know you're you're a good man who's a bit of a wuss. And hmm. when the oldest, but, he, but he what? But the I but here's the irony. Like after at, in the end, um he finally got married and he's got a kid now. And he's doing very well for himself, even during the pandemic, right? And the funny thing is, his wife is also a model. I don't know how he keeps doing it. How the hell? What is his secret? What is his- I don't know. I fucking don't. He got, he got himself a half, uh, a half German Malaysian lady. He's, wow. I don't know how you bag these. How the hell did he make it? <laughs> I don't half know. Half German, half Malaysian. Jeez. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's not even a 10. She's a 13 there, man. Yeah. <laughs> She's a prime number. She's a prime she's a, number. She's a double-digit prime number. <laughs> but it's but you know if you, I I don't know if you're if you're an abuse victim as corny as it sounds I guess you know it can it can get better. Yeah. You know yeah. it can get better if you, you know if you just work on yourself. Yeah, I think but I should. It, we should. I'm gonna write about the 14th. Like I mentioned before, it's like the 14 red flags that a woman can have that you know you shouldn't right. be in a relationship because all of them, my ex had it. It's, it's interesting enough, when the trial was going on, my brother called me and said, hey, this reminds me of your ex. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, jeez. It, it, uh, it, it, was, it was actually correct. The, the hmm. only bad thing that she had, the only thing that she didn't have going for her was the fact that I had experiences, so I knew oh. her crazy, so it never really affected me. <laughs> okay, so give, I don't want the full list, but give me just give me a few. Just give me maybe like three or four. Okay, I'll give you oh, three. The, I'll give you three and four right after I make a new link for our meeting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs>